Amen and amen. Good afternoon, Central Park Baptist Church. Good afternoon. We're doing okay this afternoon? Amen and amen. I'm excited to see you all. If you're able to rise, we would like for you to join us in singing hymn 338, hymn 338, Look and Live. And then we'll have an opening word of prayer. Look and Live, hymn 338. Father, we thank you for the privilege of gathering here today as church family. Father, we just pray that everything that's said and done here today will honor and glorify your son, Jesus Christ. If there's someone here who doesn't know him as Savior, may they come to know him before they leave this service today. Bless your words as preached, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. And as we continue in worship, if you could turn with us to hymns 632 hymn 632 he loves me talking about jesus he loves me hymn 632 
Welcome to our afternoon service. We're glad that you're here today, uh, this afternoon. I know it's Father's Day, but you chose to be in church. Yeah, Amen. Right. Yep. And I can't tell you how uh, how correct you are. Right. Amen. Yep. That's the right thing to do. Now, some folks decided to do other things, but God wanted us to be in church, so here we are. Amen. Amen. Don't forget that soul winning next Saturday morning, 930, 9.30 in the morning, we'll have men's or church-wide soul winning. And then uh, help us prepare for uh, 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 um, 4th of July. We're going to be decorating next Sunday evening after the 2 o'clock service. On the 25th, we'll go out uh, and uh, put some flags up, get thing, some things set up around the church building. It doesn't take long because many hands makes work short. Amen? Right, right. Or however that saying goes. I don't know what it is, but amen. But I don't know it. Uh, anyhow, I want to thank everybody who's bringing backpacks and material for our vacation Bible school in New Mexico. All that's out there will be going to the Navajo Nation Indians right. that are out there. Right. Listen, uh, they're poor. I know that we all think we're poor. All of us think we're poor, but they're poor. I'm telling you, they don't live in houses, a lot of houses like you and I do. Uh, they don't have the kind of cars that you and I have. Uh, it is amazing what a reservation looks like compared to what the United States government says they look like. Yes, yes, Amen. Yes, yes. 
And so I, I thank God that we have an opportunity to be a blessing yes. to those that are there. And you've right. been a part of that blessing. Right. And out in the foyer, you see all the, ma the material there uh, that has already been donated. And if you'd like to give uh, some more to help us out there, uh, it would be appreciated. And we'll add it to that so that everybody gets a chance to see what God is doing. It's not you. It's not me. It's what God is doing hey. for his people. Right. And it doesn't matter who we are. We walk this earth. He wants to save us. Amen. Amen. And give the, us the gospel message. And so I'm glad that we get a chance to go out there to reach uh, the Navajo people there yes. in New Mexico. Don't, uh, don't forget about Ladies Bible Study this Tuesday at 10 o'clock in the morning. You do not have to be a member of Central Park Baptist Church to attend the Ladies Bible Study or any of the Bible studies that we have in our church. We have a, a number of them. And so we want to encourage you to be a part of those ladies if you're able to, 10 o'clock this uh, next uh, uh, Tuesday morning. Then uh, on July 2nd, on the afternoon uh, and the morning service, we'll be having Glory Bound Quartet with us from Heartland uh, 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 Bible College. And uh, uh, the Sunday school hour will, will run from 9.30 to 10, from 9.30 to 10. At 10 o'clock, we'll dismiss our Sunday school classes. We're going to start our, after, our morning service a little early at 10.15. That'll give them more chance, a time to sing for us. Amen? Because right. we're not going to throw preaching away because we've got visiting singers. Right. Yep. Amen? Preaching always takes first place. Yep. It's always the center of all of our services. Yep. But we want to give them some time for singing for us. Amen? Right. And so we're going to extend the service uh, in that part of the service. We're also not going to have a 2 o'clock service because we're going to have a potluck that day and we want to encourage everybody to bring their friends and their family to hear the sing the quartet that'll be singing as well as uh, as to be a part of our potluck if you'd like to sign up to help with the potluck it's out there in the foyer on the bulletin board is a sign up sheet for things that you're going to bring uh, so that everybody doesn't bring the same thing amen i like i'm going to bring myself and everybody doesn't want to bring another one of myself <laughs> amen one's enough amen <laughs> Amen. We're glad that you're here. Thank you so much for coming and be a part of our, our service this afternoon. Amen. Well, glad you're here. Say amen. amen. I'm glad y'all are here. Please continue to pray for our AC units. Uh, they've, we, what they've got, they're just out there. I've talked to uh, Brother Sharon the other day, and they are. We, there's some that are out there, but they are so overpriced, we couldn't afford them. Uh, because they're in demand, and the demand is uh, high, and the supply is short, and they know it. And uh, Brother Sharon was telling me that he mentioned uh, uh, to one uh, supplier that it was for church, and but they said, you know what? If you don't want them, somebody will be here tomorrow wanting the same things you want, and I'll get what I'm asking. So they just don't care. And, and you know, that's supply and demand. But uh, he thinks he may have one spotted. And uh, so we're still waiting on uh, some prices on another. Uh, so please continue to pray. God knows where they are. Amen. And let's just make sure that we get the right ones that he wants us to have. All right. So uh, please pray about that. Also, I want to make mention another thing real quick is for our trip. Coming up, our mission trip to VBS. We're going to leave early that morning uh, at 4.30 a.m. Everybody's supposed to be here at 4 and I want to reiterate that you please bring everything that goes in the luggage uh, deal, uh, compartment in the back of the bus. Bring that Sunday afternoon so that we can load it, all right? Because at 4 a.m., nobody wants to be picking up anything heavy, all right? 
unless it's Brother DeVito and Brother Choi. They don't mind, you know, but, uh, but we want to get it in there. So all we have to do is get on the bus. So please be ready for that. And, and uh, let's, uh, I got to thinking about this the other day for as far as snacks and, and drinks. Let's just bring water just to save a lot of headache and problems. I think it'd be, if we just drink water on the bus, you know, and, and uh, you know, snacks that are like, I don't know, celery. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, can you mess up can celery? I don't know anybody. Anyway, just, you know what I mean, just snacks. It really won't mess anything up. So uh, please help help us with that as well, okay? Um, seemed like there was something else I wanted to tell you, but uh, I can't remember. Everybody glad to, I know, everybody glad that Miss uh, uh, Katie came last Sunday and joined church. Say amen. amen. Okay, good. I forgot to do that. So uh, I thought I'd better, you know, we just, we just let them right in, you know. Uh, but um, anyway, but I, I knew that would take place. It wasn't a big thing for me, but uh, I'm glad she's came. I mean, she's already playing the piano. Amen. 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 She's going to give Brother Kevin some more guitar lessons. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. You know, young married people, you can kind of give them a little hard time every once in a while, but I'm, I'm thankful that they are. They want to get involved, amen, and so uh, continue to pray for them about that. I, I appreciate it. Well, let's have a good offering today, and may God bless you as you give. Dear Father, I pray, God, that you'd bless the offering. Thank you, Lord, that we can come together, and uh, Lord, as a church, and we can enjoy ourselves and uh, have a good time around fellowship with one another, but also around your word, and so I pray, God, that you'd bless, Lord, and we pray that you'd bless this offering. I'm thankful for our, our people that are that's willing to give Lord, if we have folks here that are not faithful in their giving, Lord, I pray, God, that you speak to their hearts and help them to get involved in your plan for giving, Lord, and God, a biblical plan, a plan where they can add the favor of God to their life, Lord, and so I pray, God, that you'd speak to hearts, and again, bless this offering, bless the gift and the giver, and we give you praise in Jesus' name, amen. If you have an offering, you please come. singing hymn 656, hymn 656. We have sunlight outside, but if you're a born-again child of God, you also have sunlight in your soul. Amen? Amen. Hymn 656, sunlight. Afterwards, please greet each other. Please greet each other at the conclusion of this hymn. Sunlight, hymn 656. Build those round me roll I'll ever dark 
Very good, amen. Exodus chapter 5. You know, I, I was telling Brother Marco, I preached out of my dad's Bible this morning, and and I, I thought I appreciated that. I thought that was kind of special, but I'm, I'm glad to have my Bible back. Amen. You know, I, it's like, I don't know, it's kind of like a map. I know my way around my Bible, amen. and as special as my dad's Bible is, that's his map. I mean, you know, I mean, he's got all of his side roads, if you will, in it. And uh, but man, I just there's just something about your own Bible, uh, you know. And I'm, I'm anyway, I'm glad to have my Bible back. Exodus chapter five, <clears throat> and we're going to read three verses. All right, beginning at verse one says, and afterward Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, thus saith the Lord God of Israel. Let my people go that they may hold a feast unto me in the wilderness. Now think about Pharaoh. He's a pagan guy. And here's these two guys. Probably never met them before. He may have heard about Moses. Uh, And here they come in and the first thing they say is, Hey, my God said let Israel go. (laughs) Now that's not going to carry a lot of weight to to him. And we're going to see that. It says, and Pharaoh said, who is the Lord that I, ought to, that I should obey his voice to let Israel go? I know not the Lord, neither will I let Israel go. And they said, the God of the Hebrews hath met with us. Let us go, we pray thee, three days journey uh, into the desert and sacrifice unto the Lord our God, lest he fall upon us with pestilence and with a sword. Father, help us, Lord. I pray, God, that you bless the reading of your word. And I give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Now in verse 1, here's Aaron and Moses. They come in and they make their first, uh, I guess you could even call it a demand, or but it's a request to Pharaoh to let the Israelites go three days journey into the desert to worship. And then, of course, in verse 2, we see Pharaoh's response. Uh, he denies their request. You know, request denied. You know, I mean, he gives it right to them. But as we're going to see, Moses and Aaron, they're, they're not discouraged because uh, of one refusal. Uh, they're not going to be turned aside by Pharaoh, and, and uh, they're not going to stop. And, and when I was thinking of this, when, when, uh, about this very thing, and I, I wonder, have you ever noticed that in the Lord's work, uh, you're going to have to have some determination I mean, determination in God's work is imperative. In fact, God said, there's a verse scripture over in the New Testament that says, uh, be you steadfast, unmovable. I mean, same thing here. And and folks, if we lack determination, we'll quit. At the first uh, rejection or at the first, uh, uh, you know, I mean, at the first difficulty, people are usually out. In fact, I thought, you know, we've, we put up the fly, a white flag of surrender the first time anybody ever 
shoots a shot of criticism across our bow, if you will, uh, and we wind up quitting. And, 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 and listen, determination, uh, we got to have it. In, in fact, determination comes in a lot of different ways. Uh, and, and conviction, and let me say that conviction is belief with determination. Faithfulness is determination to always do right. And, and courage, watch it, is determination in times of difficult situations and circumstances. Now, there's a lot of people that have determination in a lot of things that don't matter. Okay? I mean, when they ought to have determination in the things of God. I mean, if there's one, have you ever noticed a, a child uh, when you try to take something away from them? I'm telling you, they're determined that you're not going to take that away from them. Amen. Yeah, you give that to me. No, that's mine. Well, no, you give that to me. No. that I mean, it's a battle, amen, a battle of wits almost. And then we, if we're not careful, we as adults, we're the adult. And we wind up in a debate with a two-year-old. <laughs> Makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Uh, but watch, let me say it again, that courage is determination in times of difficult situations and circumstances. And so God help us to be determined in the right things and the things that matter. Now, now look in verse 3. Uh, Moses and Aaron, they say, again, let us go, we pray thee. Now, what? They're, they're respectful. Even when Pharaoh turns them down, they're respectful. Uh, have you ever, uh, if you watch the world today, they're anything but respectful when they don't get their way. I mean, they pitch a fit, especially those who are wicked and ungodly. They pitch a fit when they don't get their way. But these men were respectful when Pharaoh turned them down. Pharaoh may have criticized their request, but he could not criticize their conduct. So we have to always conduct ourselves in a respectful manner. Amen. Notice, number one, the requirements that, that we see in this request. Israel wants to go and have a feast in the wilderness. Now, now that feast, that word there means a festival, a festival of great joy. So Israel is about to be liberated from bondage, and it's a time of joy, and they know this, and so they want to go out. They understand what's going on to the degree that they know that their liberation is coming. So they want to go out and have a feast uh, or a festival of great joy because they're about to be delivered. And listen, it's always a joy to be delivered from bondage. Amen? Amen. I mean, think about it. When you got saved, you were delivered from bondage. You were delivered from the bondage of sin. That ought to be a time of great joy. I mean, if you're having a bad day, then just stop for a minute and have a feast unto the Lord in the wilderness. Amen. Think about it. Remember, you've been delivered. You've been set free from the bondage of sin. And, and listen, if you'll think about that and, and understand, and if you'll just have you a, a feast, a time of great joy unto the Lord because you've been set free, listen, your day will get right back on track. Amen. 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 So think about worship for a moment. Uh, worship ought to be a joyous occasion. But the carnal... Let me put my glasses on so I can read this. The carnal skips out on, on worship services. They're in the restroom. They're in the parking lot. They're parking a car. They're in the nursery. 
They're in the hallways. Instead of being a part of worship, which includes the singing. Just in case somebody wants to throw something at me. I mean, if they'll throw a shoe at the president, they'll throw anything at the preacher, amen? Listen, uh, the, the carnal Christian who's not where they need... Listen, uh, they're, all, they're always somewhere else rather than where they need to be. And, uh, and uh, y'all might as well say amen, y'all are here. Amen. Y'all are in here where worship is taking place in here in the sanctuary. Amen. amen. Uh, Israel is instructed to go into the wilderness to sacrifice unto the Lord. And, and I want you to see a couple things here. There's two lessons I think that we can learn. And one of them is a theological lesson. Uh, and, and that is that worship always should revolve around the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, the great sacrifice, which all the animal sacrifices represented in type in the Old Testament, as Hebrews 9.22 tells us, without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. These sacrifices send a message, listen, then that's still appropriate today. There's a song that my, my sister and my brother-in-law that we've sang before, and it says it's still the blood that saves from sin. It's still the blood that cleanses within from the highest star in heaven to the depths of the sea. It's still the blood of Jesus that brings victory to me. Listen, it is still the blood. The same thing in the back in the Old Testament before the perfect sacrifice was slain on the cross of Calvary in the New Testament. Listen, it's still about the blood. Amen. Uh, so that's the theological lesson we see. But there's a practical lesson, I think, here too, and that is that worship involves sacrifice. Yeah. I mean, uh, we have to sacrifice our time, our energy, money, and a lot of other things in order to worship. Amen. And, you know, I mean, by the way, AM worship is, is easier than the PM worship. You know why? Because there's more sacrifice involved in the PM service. I mean, y'all know that. Y'all are here. I mean, we still have to sacrifice our time. Uh, we sacrifice our energy. We sacrifice our money. Listen, it's still a sacrifice to be here. I recognize that. And, and, and watch, because, and if we worship right, it's going to cost something. We'll have to get out of our comfort zone sometimes. I mean, when we're tired and, and we're worn out, I'm telling you, it's tough. I, I, and, and I'm not beating a dead horse, but I want you to see this. That back, you know, back when I was a young man, I worked all night on Saturday nights and, and went to church all day on Sunday. And we still had our services on 6 o'clock on Sunday evening and I'm telling you, when by the time the preaching got there, I hadn't slept all day. I was tired. And it was tough to try to stay awake. I counted ceiling tile. Now, I'm not telling you to do that instead of listening to the preaching of the Word of God, but I'm telling you, it is difficult, but it's the right thing to do. Amen. Uh, and so Israel, there to go out into the wilderness, three days' journey, and this brings the thought that, watch this, when we're talking about worship, when Israel was to worship, they were supposed to separate from Egypt. Yes. Yes. Now, we, too, are to separate from Egypt right. that represents the world. Right. And we're to separate from what the world represents. Right. 
Amen. We cannot worship with the world without corrupting ourselves. That's why, that's why God called Egypt or called Israel to get away from Egypt. Listen, we cannot worship in a church that denies the doctrines of the faith. Amen. We can't join hands with modernist or humanistic worldviews without compromising our doctrine. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to teach you something. That's why that you will not see me, or, or I, and I hope some of the, the, my pastor friends that also pastor Independent Fundamental Baptist Church, that's why we cannot today join hands with the, uh, uh, with the uh, Alliance of Churches, with the, uh, uh, the ecumenical movement, or, or with the World Council of Churches, or, or with the, uh, oh, what's that other thing, the preacher thing that guys always get involved with? Anybody remember? Anyway. Uh, oh, I, it's right on top of it. But we, listen, we can't get involved with that stuff. And the reason why is because to do that, we compromise who we are and we compromise the doctrines of the Word of God here and what we stand for. If we join hands with modernism and humanistic philosophies or, or churches that, that do not teach and preach the same thing we do, then we give foundation to what they're teaching. Amen. And we've got to separate ourselves from that. And you know, as I do, that watch, biblical separation today in worship is not popular. It's not even respected today. Uh, and I mean, but the Bible teaches it, by the way. Those who believe in separating from the world in worship, we're viewed as legalists. We're viewed, I don't know, as fundamentalists. And even, oh, you're a, you're a Baptist? I've had people, a lot of folks tell me when they find out, oh, oh what denomination are you? And I say, I'm a, I'm a Baptist. And they say, oh. Hmm. You know, tongue in cheek. Like, oh, you're one of them. Yes, I are. I am, I am that. God told Israel to go three days into the desert to worship. And, and notice the importance of worshiping God here for Israel and, and for us. If you look in verse 3, notice what it says. And this is from God, by the way. It says, lest he, God, fall upon us with pestilence or the sword. And in other words, I think God's serious about worship. Amen. I mean, and, and by the way, God's still serious about worship. Either men are going to fall down in worship or they're going to fall down in judgment. But listen, they're going to fall down. Uh, and I've been talking about this a lot lately, but some folks, you know, their worship habits are, are, are hit and miss at best. I'm thankful that you're here. I want to pat you on the back spiritually because you have chosen that better thing and, and, and been here to worship. I know it's Father's Day. I get that. But we must still seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added. Listen, God knows it's Father's Day. He's a heavenly father. He knows what it's like to be a father and give his son to die on the cross. He knows what it means to be a father. But he still gave his son. Uh, worship was still involved. And Israel, his wives, they're supposed to worship. Uh, and if they don't, then God's judgment's going to fall on them. 
Listen, there, you know, there needs to be a fear today, I, I, I believe, in our worship about being faithful in our worship. And, and, and there's no fear in, in worship anymore today. But listen, but God is to be worshiped, then we can all say amen. And I, I, and I personally think, and let me just throw this in, I think that's what's going wrong in our country today. Our country is not serious or even interested in worshiping God. And the result, watch, is the same thing that we see here. The result is that judgment has been getting pressed upon us more and more. Because we are not serious about worship. Listen, uh, if there's anybody that ought to be serious about worship today, it ought to be God's people. Amen. Say, born again, children of God. And we ought to be so serious that we don't let anything get in our way. And the reason I think that we're not serious is because folks leave on Sunday morning and, and I want to stick my fingers in my ear because I can almost hear it coming. And they say, oh, preacher, by the way, we won't be back this afternoon. Don't tell me that. I don't want to hear that. God said to be not a partaker of another man's sin. You ever when your brother or sister starts to telling you something and you don't want to hear it, you mean what you do? That's what I want to do sometime. Listen, it's, uh, it's always right to be where God wants you to be. And God is serious about worship, but our country is not. And, and I think this judgment warning here, watch, it's given to, to Pharaoh from Moses. This warning ought to have helped Pharaoh to make the right response and make the right decision and give a priority to Israel in their request to worship. Because if God judges Israel for the lack of worship, think about it, and pestilence comes upon Israel because they don't worship by the sword of God, then what's that going to do to Pharaoh's workforce? I mean, if God starts killing Pharaoh's workforce, then listen, Pharaoh's in trouble. Uh, but Pharaoh did not get it. Mommy Mo- Moses comes in and says, listen, Pharaoh, uh, <clears throat> you let us go worship three days in the wilderness because if you don't let us go worship, God's going to judge our people yeah. with pestilence. Right. Yeah. Pharaoh knew what pestilence was. Right. He knew what was, I mean, it was, but it went. <clears throat> Pharaoh, he's got a problem. Uh, in fact, his heart got so hard that he wasn't uh, perceptive to what's going on. And that's a terrible place to be. And a lot of Christians have gotten that way. Listen, we have, we, we've forgotten that, uh, that reverential fear for Almighty God. And, and, and because we don't worship out like we ought to, God says, listen, then, then war- I'm warning you, you got to put me first. And, and it goes right over our head. And then when something goes wrong in our life because of God's judgment, listen, because we're disobedient, we wonder what in the world is going on here. Right. Uh, but notice something else. Uh, in, in this request, there's a plan. God always has a plan, and there's a reason for everything. And the first time Moses and Aaron, they go in to see Pharaoh, and uh, they go in there for a purpose. I've always told my kids, listen, when I tell you to do something, there's a reason why I tell you there's a plan here. You may not get it, but there's a reason. So just do that. And then the question comes back, just like it always does, a little three-letter word. 
Yep. Well, God's got a plan. May, uh, Pharaoh didn't get it. And, 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 uh, and so the, God's, what he's wanting to do here with Moses and Aaron, he's wanting to uh, reveal Pharaoh's heart. You see, it's to determine if Pharaoh believes the Israelite. Watch, God's trying to get them to, him to understand that, that to get Pharaoh to understand that the Israelites do not belong to him. Uh, and as you know, and as Scripture tells us, Pharaoh's heart is a, is all about himself. And 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 the challenges that we see here, I think it, it involves a man's possessions and. And it involves honor, and it and, and these possessions and honor we see in Pharaoh. It reveal where an individual stands when in in regarding God. Listen, and we see it in the same thing in the church. Watch this: as long as the preacher preaches on heaven, right, right. Amen. As long as the preacher preaches on eternal security, as long as the preacher preaches on grace and love and mercy, and we can all say, oh, man, I mean, we are happy. We are, man, we are in the message. We are saying amen and praise the Lord. But then the preacher gets off on a rabbit trail and starts preaching on oh, sin, amen. our money, amen. our repentance. Amen. And then it gets real quiet. You see, because it becomes about possessions and, and honor. When we think about honor, I thought about this the other day. It, you know, it's uh, God help us if we, you know, when we forget to recognize somebody. And by the way, yesterday was Brother DeVito's birthday. Amen. I thought it was next month. <laughs> but uh, happy birthday. No, we're going to do something, you know, and we'll get a cake or something for him next week or something. Okay, all right. Yeah. A week late's fine. What's your favorite cake? Chocolate? No. Somebody can make him a chocolate cake, all right? My wife will make him one. But we, anyway, but, but you know, now, but, but the point about that is people like to be recognized. Yeah. You know, it's about honor. Uh, and if we forget to recognize the person who helped pour the Kool-Aid in VBS, then somebody's going to get upset. Amen? I mean, listen, uh, because it has to do with honor. And we need to realize that before, watch, before anybody is used much by God, that we've got to get both honor uh, and possessions in the right place. Listen, it's not about my honor. It's not, and, and I'll use Brother Elias, he's here, it's not about his honor, but it's about God's honor. And listen, it's about God's possessions. It's not about that, oh, that is mine. I work, listen, no, it's about, it belongs to Almighty God. And, and, listen, and until we loosen our grip on, on our possessions and, and on what it means to have honor, listen, where God can take hold of him, or me, or for you, listen, then God can't use any of us. Because we're all tied up on self. Um, you know, God said in that song Carly sang, I had this wrote down, that, and I didn't write the verse down, but it says, it talks about they that find their life shall lose it. But the Lord said, if you lose your life for my sake, you'll find it. Yeah. Uh, listen, I'm telling you, that, that's the way it is today. Uh, when it comes to the things of God, it's, it, we got to lose our life. Come on, y'all better say amen, I'm amen. telling you. Because it's not about me. Uh, it's about what God wants. And it's about, listen, and it comes in all different shapes or form. 
The Bible says about the Lord, 2 Corinthians 2, 7, though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor that ye through his poverty might be rich. Philippians 2, 7 said he made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant. Listen, that's what we see right there. We see two things, both possessions and honor. God is showing us the, the, the greatest example ever right here in and of himself. And Pharaoh missed the whole thing and so do a lot of Christians today. But look in verse 2. Uh, you see Pharaoh's confession. It says, and Pharaoh said, who's the Lord that... I should obey his voice and to, uh, to let Israel go. I know not the Lord, neither will I let Israel go. Now, Pharaoh's is asking, who's, who's this Jehovah? Yeah. Notice it's not capital L, small case letter, O-R-D. Right. They're all caps. Yeah, right. Right. You see, Lord was a common name that was applied to objects of worship in those days. But Jehovah, all caps, L-O-R-D, was a name that the king of Egypt, Pharaoh, had never heard before. He knew the Egyptian idol gods, but not Jehovah. And he's literally confessing his ignorance about who Jehovah is right here. Um, it's a, well... You know, in my thinking, I, I thought, well, he's about to get acquainted with him. He's about to find out who Jehovah God is. Because about a year from this time here that we're reading, uh, his arrogance and his proud and haughty spirit is going to be gone. You see, because Pharaoh doesn't know who the God of Israel is, so he's not going to let him go. Now, let me show you two things, and I'm going to be done. Uh, the two things we need to pay attention to here is the who and the do. Are y'all, hang on. Yeah, this, y'all have to, I may have to say it twice. Pharaoh doesn't know the who is, so he's not going to do what the who tells him to do. You see, if we really know who, then we will not have any problem with the do. Okay? Look in Acts chapter 9. You say, man, you know, what I like is God always gives you something that goes along with this. Amen? Amen? And I like it when it's always scripture. Amen? Amen. Listen, you know, I want to tell you what God said. So let me say it. If we know the who, capital W, capital H, capital O, then we will not have any problem with the do. Amen. Amen. Acts chapter 9 and verse 5. We notice Paul asked the first question and he says, Who art thou, Lord? I mean, so listen, he's, he's wanting to get acquainted with the who. And since he gets acquainted with the who in verse 6, Paul asked the next question. He asked the do question. What will thou have me, here's that word, do? So if he gets acquainted with the who, then listen, he is interested and ready to do the do. Amen. Listen, God help us today. The reason why a lot of Christians today, don't, they have problems with the do is because they're not real acquainted with the who. That's pretty simple. 
Paul became acquainted with the who, and that accounts for why he was good at the do part. In fact, the Bible says, Be not hearers of the word only, but be ye doers also. Listen, God expects us to be doers. We can sit around all day and talk about the who, but God wants us to apply Him to our lives so that we can take care of the do. Amen. Uh, I mean, if we uh, have not taught the who well, then we'll not see the do action in people's lives. So Pharaoh had no idea who Jehovah was. And it led him to making a bad decision. Not just one, but several. And listen, folks, if you're not well acquainted with God, then you're going to make bad decisions. You're going to have problems with the do. Um, So Pharaoh doesn't know the who. So he's not going to do what the who tells him to do. Can I ask you something? Are you acquainted with the who? If you are, then you won't have any problem with the do. And it's not me. I mean, we're seeing it right here. God says... The God of the Hebrews, they're telling Pharaoh, has met with us. Let us go. Listen, Pharaoh made a tragic decision. It's going to cost him, and we're going to see that in weeks to come. Listen, do you know who he is? Are you acquainted with the fellowship of his suffering? God help us to know who God is. And then when it comes time to do what God says, come rain or shine, you know, it's like the, it's like the motto, or it used to be the motto of the mail delivery service, come rain or shine, you know. I mean, listen, come rain or shine, no matter what, what happens in our life, we need to be doers of the word and not hearers only. And if we'll do that, then listen, we won't have to face the pestilence and the sword of Almighty God uh, because we didn't follow His instruction. Father, help us speak to our hearts. And uh, God, I pray that you...